0: A lot of people say they don't read the Bible because they don't understand it. And as a Christian, I feel like it's my duty to explain it to you. Welcome to the Ghetto Bible Tales. I'm your host, Jerrica. And here at the Ghetto Bible Tales, we we retell Bible stories and discuss biblical themes in a comical yet understandable way. We're going to laugh, but we're going to learn too. So strap on your seatbelt, pop yourself some popcorn, and let's do this. Y'all, it's your girl Jerica, and I am back with another ghetto Bible tales for y'all. And this time, we are talking about Elijah the firebender. So, get ready for this one. All right, y'all. Y'all already know what I'm about to say. Before we can get into this story, we must first understand the rules and context. I'ma shoot through them real fast, and yeah, so let's do that. <clears throat> Rule number one, language. The Bible wasn't originally written in English. So take that into consideration when you're reading the Bible and when you're trying to understand it. Rule number two, history and culture. The Bible is ancient Israel culture. Do not apply modern day american culture or wherever you're from to the bible because it would not work the rules are very very different okay rule number three reading the bible as a whole is very important not to take bits and pieces from the bible and try to use it to support your agenda read the bible and take it exactly as it is from beginning to end no chopping up pieces okay last and final rule of contest is the Holy Spirit. In order for you to completely understand the Bible in all its entirety, you must first go on your knees in prayer to the Lord and ask Him to bestow His Holy Spirit upon you so that you may gain understanding of the Bible. That's the only way you're going to be able to get it, okay? So, once you gain an understanding of the rules of contest, we can continue on to, into this story. Alright, the story of Elijah the firebender takes place in the book of 2 Kings, first chapter. Um, after Ahab dies, the Moabite nation rises up against Israel, and Ahab's son is chosen to be the new king, and his name is Ahaz- Ahaziah, Ahaz- Ahaz- Ahaziah, Ah-ha- Ahaziah, Ah-ha- Ahaziah, 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 His name at the bottom of the screen, but I'm going to have to refer to this man multiple times in this story. So I am going to call him Aha. Aha. Okay. And, but his biblical name is at the bottom of the screen. Ahazia? 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 I don't know, but I'm going to call him Aha. Okay. Aha is the new king of Israel. So, once Aha hears about his dad dying, mind you, he is sitting, I guess, in a tower or something. The Bible says that he is in the upper room, and when he hears about his dad dying, he falls through the floor and lands on the the bottom floor. <laughs> he falls through the floor, lands on the bottom floor, and hurts himself. Um, specifically he hurts his legs I'm assuming he broke his leg when he fell cause apparently he fell through like a a canopy or a net or whatever it was on the second floor he fell through that and broke his leg and so when Aja breaks his leg he's worried so he wants to inquire of the god or Beezabub, however you would like to pronounce it. The name is at the bottom of the screen. He wants to inquire of that god and ask that god if he will recover from his injury. Baalzebub is the god of Ekron. You would think that Ahab, I mean, I'm sorry, not Ahab, Aha would, you know, contact the god of Israel and ask him, but instead he felt like he should inquire of Baal Instead, which was stupid. Um, you you would have thought he learned from his father's mistake. I mean, your daddy just died from provoking God, and you decide to do the same thing. Boys, you crazy. But what I don't understand is why he would inquire of balls to. Ask if he was going to recover because Balzebub is a plague deity. Um, he's a destroyer, he's a plague deity that brings on plagues through the usage of flies or locusts or bugs in general. He isn't a redeemer, he he doesn't heal anything, nothing. He's a destroyer. He's a plague deity. So I don't understand why he would inquire of a plague deity about his condition. It didn't really make any sense to me. It still doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like you essentially asking the Lord of Flies if you're going to recover from an injury. He is not a healer. He is not a redeemer. He is a destroyer and that makes no sense. You know, and moreover, you're going to require, you're going to inquire of a lesser God, as opposed to the big God. So we about to ask the little G for help instead of going to the big G, the big God. That's one thing about God. He never said that those uh, other guys didn't exist. He said that I am more than them, which means they are less lesser gods they are little bitty G's so you're going to inquire of a little G instead of the big G which is stupid It's, it's very stupid but anyway so Aha he sends messengers to Ekron to inquire of the god Baal to see if he will recover from his injury so the messages are on their way. And while they're on their way, they're not even near Equan child. They probably just got a couple of miles out from the castle. They run into our boy Elijah. And Elijah stops them on the road. And um he said, Um, y'all the messages for the king, uh, just say tell, uh, tell him God is um, he ain't gonna live, he gonna die just tell him he gonna die, he ain't gonna live, y- y'all to turn around, y'all ain't got to go to Ekron, just run along and tell your little king that he gonna die, okay, because he out here playing with God, he gonna die, Go on, on. all right, y'all have a good day now, you hear? mm-hmm, what I don't understand, what I don't understand is why the messengers, why did they listen to Elijah, like, he told y'all to go to Ekron, y'all didn't go to Ekron, y'all just ran into a man in the road, and he told y'all to go tell the king that he gonna die. But I guess they I guess they assumed, you know, because they didn't tell him who they were. So he he told them who they were and what they were looking for. So I'm assuming that they were like, hmm, well, this guy must have some kind of foresight. So I guess he's telling the truth. So the messengers, they turn around, they go back to AHA. And they tell him that they met this man on the road, and he told them that he was gonna die. Now Elijah has a reputation with this family as you all know him and you know Ahab had their issue and so and you know he predicted the the death of Ahab and so at this point in the Bible Elijah is a very well known prophet he is a very popular well no he's not popular but he's very well known um so when the the messengers come back to Ahab, Ahab I, boy, when the messengers come back to Aha, <laughs> he asked them well, what this man looked like and the uh, messengers described Elijah, for those of you that don't know Elijah was described as a wild man he he was not uh, a people person <laughs> he did not live amongst people. He lived in the woods, he lived in the wild, he wore bear skin as clothing, he had wild facial hair, he looked like a wild man, and for the most part, most people thought that he was crazy. And although he does not look appealing, that dude knew God. And everybody respected that because everything that Elijah prophesied would come true. And so they respected him as a man of God, even though people thought he were crazy. What I what I think is funny about Elijah is his protege, Elisha, was the complete opposite of him. Like Elisha was um clean cut and well dressed. And Elisha was ten times popular than Elijah. I think because Elijah was not a people person and Elijah didn't live amongst people, like the The only time Elijah went around people was when God gave him a message or told him to go tell somebody something. Like, that was the only reason Elijah would go to be around people, for real, for real. Now, he had some followers that would follow him, but for the most part, he didn't go around people. And honestly, I don't think any people would want to be around him because he, he was weird. And he wore animal clothes like a crazy person, so he wouldn't be welcoming nobody to church now nah, to tell you the truth because everybody would look at him like he was crazy and when AHA realized that the messengers were talking about Elijah he was like
1: oh it's him
0: so AHA thought that Elijah was crazy even though this dude is a respected man of God and everybody knows that he has proven to you hear from God but he still presentation is everything he look crazy so AHA was like you know what bring that man to me so AHA sends 50 men to retrieve Elijah and bring him to the castle so Elijah did not move from the spot where he was, where he met the messengers. He is sitting there. Apparently, they say that he is sitting on a hill. And the 50 men show up. And obviously, they showed up with disrespect. Because they get there and they sarcastically say, man of God, come off that hill. The king want to see you. So, you need to come with me to see the king. And like I said, they didn't ask Elijah nicely. Obviously, Elijah did not like this. So since they decided to, you know, play with his title, Elijah said, If I'm a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume all of y'all. Fire come down and all 50 men are scorched. And Elijah is still sitting on fire the heel. i'm assuming that these dudes had ill intentions or they were completely disrespectful when they approached him because they got judged immediately when god judged you immediately you did something real real bad my friend so that's what happened to them all 50 of them got judged on the spot burnt to a crisp so it's a bunch of Dead, burnt bodies at the bottom of his hill. And Elijah's just sitting up there chill. See, the problem with these dudes is they were following the man. They wouldn't follow God. If they had to talk to God, God would have told them, don't y'all touch that man. He'll come with you if you ask humbly. But, mm. so uh Aha hears about what happened to these 50 guys that he sent. So, he sent another 50. I guess he said he was gonna strong arm Elijah into coming to the to the castle. So he sent another fifty. And the captain of this crew didn't do no didn't do no better. He didn't come with no humility. He still he come yelling at Elijah, telling him to get up off that hill. Come on, man of God, get up off that hill. The king wanna see you, he commands it. So you come right now. And once again, Elijah listen to him and he says if i'm a man of god let fire come down from heaven and uh consume all of y'all two times there's two times two times there's two sets of men that they got burnt to a crisp and now you would think that when the second 50 come and they see you know the dead bodies of the first 50 burnt a crisp on the ground that you know they wouldn't mess with this man but I guess everybody common sense ain't that common apparently because they still decide to try to 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 make that man come up off that hill all y'all have to do is ask the man nicely but whatever so um this get back to your boy aha and this dude send another 50 <laughs> I mean, like, he said, this man is, I'm finna make this dude come to me. So, the third batch of soldiers show up. And, this captain obviously learned from the mistakes of the first two. So, when he show up, he must get a glimpse of the dead bodies on the ground. And, he thought, maybe I should change my
1: approach. So... He comes to Elijah and he's like, The Lord, the God of Israel is the greatest of them all. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Elijah, sir, you great man of God. Um, the king, he um is requesting your presence. And I was wondering. If you could just, you know, come off that hill and come with me to see the king. Because, um, he want to see you. Like, it's not me. I don't... He want to see you. He want to see you. So, I just, you know, I'm just and I'm not gonna like handcuff you or nothing like we just gonna walk or whatever or you can ride one of these horses or whatever you want to do whether you want to walk or ride you know what I'm saying it's fine um because I need I need this job I got bills and oh I want to keep my life so could you not set me on fire like the brother dudes but like god is good you know what I'm saying? Um. Yeah, so can you um can you please come with me to see the king or whatever? Cause um he really um he just wanna talk to you um and see you oh you know what I'm saying. So God pings in Elijah's
0: earpiece and he was like go him he's he's humble he's sincere he's showing humility you, 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 you know him so Elijah follows the third captain to the castle so when Elijah gets to the castle with oh where Aha is Assuming that Aha thought that if he brought Elijah that Elijah was gonna be scared and that he was gonna change his message. Um, but clearly he he, he thought wrong. Because as soon as Elijah gets there, he repeats the exact same thing that he said to the messengers. He told Aha, No, you not gonna live. You ain't gonna recover. You gon' die because you out here playing with God. You gonna sit up here and inquire of the Lord of the Flies when all you had to do was ask the God of Israel, have you learned nothing from your father's mistakes, boy? And you thought that if you sent 150 million to me that my message was gonna change. Boy, you got me messed up. After Elijah gave his message, you know. Aha dies of his injuries. (laughs) And I mean this this. So basically Aha went about went about this all wrong, y'all. He was faithless. He took God for a joke. Like nobody took God seriously. And 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 y'all remember the last girl tell when when Micaiah Micaiah gave his prophecy he was in a room full of people it was the royal court was there everybody was there so he gave that prophecy in front of a lot of people so I know AHA as a prince at that time he was there to see Micaiah give that message from the God of Israel so he knew that God was real because everything that I, everything that Micaiah said came true and Ahab, his father, died. So he knew that the God of Israel was the real thing. And yet when his father dies and when he hurt himself, he inquires of Baal, a little G, as opposed to God, the big G. And that showed me that his faith was nothing, he had none, there was no faith present, and it's just astounding how God proves himself over and over, not just to the people in the Bible, but to us, and people still take God for a joke, like he's, like he out here playing, like he ain't real, and eventually God gets tired, he gets tired of the BS, and he do what he did for AF, he, he wipes his hands of you. And another thing that really, Ahab—he was—he was prideful because I said he was like a father, but he was prideful because he thought that he could scare Elijah. Like he could scare Elijah, and this is another thing that that really is so stupid to me. This 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 pride thing. Um, they had just lost a war, whatever. They lost against cereal back when his father died and then the Moabite nation had them raised up against them after the Syrians beat their tail so y'all already in a battle with multiple nations and instead of you sending those 150 men to fight your actual enemy you sent 150 men to retrieve Elijah That is so stupid. So 100 100 of the 150 died because they died of fire from messing around with Elijah. When you could have sent them foot soldiers into battle, but because of your pride, you didn't like what Elijah had to say. You're going to send 150 men to die over your pride from the words of a man who you deemed crazy? That don't even make no sense. That makes no sense at all. was just like his daddy faithless and full of pride and that's what got him killed because I guarantee you if he had uh, humbled himself before the Lord God would have healed that man he would have been alive but no you want to play with the Lord and then you want to have pride and try to hurt the man of God and you end up dying anyway y'all that's the story of Elijah the firebender But you do not have to take my word for it. Turn your Bible to 2 Kings chapter 1 and you can read it for yourself. Ask the Lord for understanding. Thank y'all for watching this video. Please like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. And um, please go to getabobletales.com. Sign up for that mailing list so you can be notified when a new video posts. And until next time. All Ghetto Bible Tales episodes are posted on YouTube simultaneously in video format. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow the show on all social media at Ghetto Bobble Tales. Head on over to GhettoBobbleTales.com and you can sign up for the mailing list so that you can be notified of updates and other things. You can also request topics or stories that you'd like for me to discuss on the show. Once again, I'm your host Jerrica and this has been the Ghetto Bible Tales. New episodes are posted every Wednesday and every Sunday.